What is going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and today I've got a really funny story time that was sent in to me by this dude named Matthew that you guys are going to enjoy about a kid that stole his bike. I thought it was really entertaining. Thought you guys would too. But before we get into it, be sure to press the like button or no joke, no scam whatsoever. I will send a highly trained team of CIA agents to steal your bicycle. I don't know why. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. They would help me, but I'll figure out a way, okay? And, uh, yeah, beyond that, here's yesterday's comment of the day, and without further ado, let's go. Alright, so as I said, this was sent in to me about a, uh, guy who had beef with a dude in his neighborhood way back. Like, he's older now, but this story takes place when he was still riding his bike around the neighborhood on, like, a daily basis. And this particular neighborhood that Matthew grew up in was one of those places where, like, people were just riding their bikes everywhere, there was tons of kids his age in the neighborhood, so as soon as they got home from school, grab your bikes, get outside, start hanging out till like the street lights come on that type of vibe and it just so happened that he also lived on like the outskirts of town not to the point where he lived in the middle of nowhere like courage the cowardly dog but to the point where behind their neighborhood was just this huge stretch of desert and because everybody was riding bikes eventually they started going out into the desert and building bike jumps which is like a no-brainer it's really fun if you've never done it we had this spot a little bit behind my neighborhood growing up where we would go like build bike jumps with shovels and whatnot it's a fantastic time but they would have to go out a little bit into the desert because they just kind of wanted to have room to build jumps larger and when they went out further there were some like natural hills that they could use to get speed faster and so some of the older kids ended up getting like a shovel a bucket a grate like some of the stuff you would need to build at ramps well and they just kind of left it out by the ramps and because only the people in the neighborhood knew about it it was like there's no reason to steal it because they're gonna find out who did it and on top of that I don't know why you would steal anything from like a community thing where it helps you to if you go to the bike jump and you use the shovel and you leave it there the next time you come There's still a shovel like I, I don't really understand why someone would want to take this shovel It's a community tool like in the most literal way Everyone is using this tool to do something everyone enjoys But one day on a Saturday a big group of them go out to the jump and they're confused because all of the tools are gone I'm talking about the shovel the bucket the grate everything's been taken and everybody's pretty pissed off And they knew it had to have been someone in the neighborhood because those were the only people that knew about the location of the jumps in the first place And so some of the older kids that were like in charge of the jumps for lack of a better word Started telling everybody to keep an eye out and let them know if they see anything because they know it has to have been somebody that knew about the location And so Matthew isn't even really trying to look out for it But he's just riding back to his house from the bike jumps in the shovel that was stolen They had spray-painted pink like some of the older dudes had just spray-painted it pink because it started getting like lost in the dirt sometimes once it got really heavily used and coated with dirt so they had cleaned it off and painted it pink in a way to like make it easier to find out there so it's pretty easy to know if you're looking at the shovel from the bike jump because it's spray painted pink I don't think that's a very common tactic I've never seen a ton of pink shovels everywhere it was something they did for the jump so Matthew is just riding his bike back to his house and it just so happens that there's this kid who was known for going to the bike jumps and his garage door is open and he sees a pink shovel 
shovel at the edge of the garage door. And he's not trying to be a detective or anything, but he kind of like rides up to the garage to see if anyone's in there. And the kid's in the garage and Matthew says, hey, and the kid immediately kind of like reveals himself as being up to something because instead of just saying hey back and acting natural, he looks at Matthew, looks at the shovel, looks at Matthew, looks at the shovel like back and forth five or six times, you know? Oh crap, like that's the look on his face. And then before he can even say anything back, the first thing he says to Matthew is, oh, it's not the shovel from the jumps, which we all know it is. Like it's a pink shovel, the other one went missing. The odds of you happening to come into like possession of a pink shovel the same time another one went missing very slim to rare like that's not gonna happen slim to none excuse me but on top of it it's weird to just say that preemptively like Matthew hadn't even accused the dude of taking the shovel yet and the first thing he says to him is like oh yeah that's not the shovel that got stolen that's not it and so his like alarm bells start going off you don't have to be spider-man to have spidey senses in this moment and know exactly what's going on and so Matthew just trying to like not make him freak out more says it's okay um no big deal deal so you just happen to own a pink shovel that looks exactly like the one from the bike jumps and the kid thinking that everyone's a moron is like yeah basically exactly exactly you get it you get it it's mine it's my shovel I wanted it to look like the ones from the jumps because I think it's really cool so that's why I did that and Matthew just takes a little look around the garage. He's not trying to be a detective, but none of this stuff is even hidden. And as he's looking around, he sees the bucket, the grate, everything that was taken from the jump. And it's really obvious that this was the kid that had gone and taken everything. And Matthew does not want to be insanely involved. He doesn't want to, like, be the starter of some witch hunt or anything. So he just tells the guy, just go put it back. Everyone is looking for you right now. You're going to get caught. Just go put it back, dude. No big deal. Like, I'm not going to say anything. If it gets put back they'll stop looking but you're 100% gonna get in trouble for this I don't know why you took it but like go and if you don't put it back within the next two days then I'm gonna tell he wanted to give him a chance you know like just go put it back don't do it again I'll give you two days and honestly that was already being nice I, I don't know what I would do in the situation but even giving the guy a chance to go put it back so that way the entire neighborhood doesn't hate him like that was a nice thing to do on Matthew's part so he rides his bike away to go back to his house and is just thinking to himself, like, I hope he puts it back because I don't really want to have to tell on the dude in two days. But whatever, he gets home and he's not going to be home for a while. He just needed some water. So he had biked back to his house to grab some and then was going to like bike over to another one of his friend's houses. So he just like leans his bike against the garage door because there was usually no issue. Nothing had ever been like sketchy about it before. He was going to be in and out, just grab the water, come back outside. It was supposed to be a very simple process. So he goes in, grabs the water, and by the time he comes back outside, the Hamburglar himself, straight from the clutches of McDonald's, must have shown up and stolen his bike, dude, just really wanted to get his aerobics on, just finessed Matthew's bike from him. And immediately he starts being confused and is like, did I put it somewhere else? I always park my bike right here. So he starts looking around and just happens to look down the road. And what he sees is someone on a bike that looks exactly like his, pedaling furiously down the road and he's like someone stole my bike and just by the way the guy's riding his bike he immediately knows that it's the same dude that he had just confronted about stealing all the tools for the bike jumps and he really can't believe that the guy like followed his followed him home excuse me and stole his bike like dude I just told you I'm not gonna snitch on you for two days if you just go put the stuff back and you're gonna follow me home and steal my bike now I've gotta snitch on you I don't even think you can call it snitching at that point right like if you tell someone look you gotta figure it out dude and then they follow you home and rob you then like all right you figured it out you figured out that you're an idiot and I'm about to tell on you I also just want to 
know his logic. All right, this guy knows that I stole all this stuff from the bike jumps. Like, he just knows. He saw everything. He said, I have two days to put it back. I'm going to follow him home. Must have been, like, stalking this dude and steal his bike. The only way that that's going to end up is bad. There's no way that that ends up, like, benefiting you because you're not going to put the stuff back and then they're going to come look for the shovel and his bike's going to be there. And Matthew was pissed, but not even, like, very angry at the guy, more just pissed at the situation because the first thing he realized is, all right, well, I'm about to get the entire neighborhood on this dude because I'm going to tell him that he took everything from the bike jumps. And so he goes to these guys that are like more in charge of the bike jumps, the older guys whose tools it was in the first place. And he just tells him straight up, all right, this is the guy that took the shovel. I saw it in the garage. I was going to give him two days to put it back, but he followed me home and stole my bike. So it is what it is. That's who took it. And they're like, all right, thank you. Let's go. So they go over to his house and the garage is still open. You think he would have at the bare minimum, like closed the garage by now. And they walk in there, they see the shovel, they see the bucket, they see the grate, they see everything from the jumps. And then, of course, Matthew's bike is sitting there, too. So Matthew runs up, grabs his bike, and, like, goes to stand behind everybody else. And now the kid who stole everything stands up, and he's like, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. And the older kids are like, well, it looks like you stole everything from the bike jumps. So unless you can explain how everything ended up in your garage, and on top of it, you stole Matthew's bike, and it's in your garage, then I think we know what happened. It is what it looks like. And he starts trying to blame Matthew, saying that Matthew stole everything and is trying to frame him because Matthew doesn't want to get in trouble. And thankfully, everybody else was, like, aware that this guy was going to say anything to get out of it. So they start asking him, so let me get this straight. Matthew let you steal his bike so that way he could frame you for taking the shovel that he keeps in your garage? And the guy was like, yes, exactly, exactly. And they just straight up told him that that made absolutely no sense. Why would you purposely get your bike stolen? Unless Matthew is some next-level James Bond evil genius who did this entire thing to, like, get this guy blamed for it. Why would he do that and at that point you're gonna lose anyways like if this guy's playing interdimensional chess and you're playing checkers it's not like you're gonna outsmart him in the first place and no one's buying any of his excuses and finally some of the dudes that had like bought the tools in the first place just said don't come to the bike jumps anymore like you're not welcome there you're clearly not taking this seriously you clearly don't care about what happened so just don't come and he starts trying to like yell at them saying that he's still gonna go there because it's a public place and they can't stop him which is the truth like technically Technically, there's nothing that they could do to prevent him from going into the desert. But instead of bowing down to him, they just said, then we'll move it and we'll tell everyone not to tell you where it is. So there's that. And he kind of realized that they were being serious. So he said, fine, fine. Like, I won't go. I don't need your stupid bike jumps anyways. It doesn't mean anything to me. And they said, all right. And the last thing they said before they left, everybody, they didn't beat him up or anything. They just were like, you really ruined this for everybody because now we can't leave the tools there. So way to go, man. Like, that just really sucks. And in the weirdest way, it looked like that crushed him way more. It was almost like he wanted them to be pissed off so he could just be in his own little world. See, they're all against me. But the fact that they just kind of told him, like, man, that just really sucked. Like, you just really suck for that. Really tore him down even more, dude. And then after that, he realized that they were super 
super serious because a couple times he would show up to the bike jumps to hang out and everyone would just leave. Like, no one wanted to hang out with the dude. And he would apologize, but it was always a apology with a but after. You know, I'm really sorry for blank but. And that's just not an apology. I hate when people do that, man. Like, I'm not saying everyone should expect to be perfect. You're always going to make mistakes. I think just stealing tools from a place where there's no reason to steal the tools is a weird one. But I don't know. You can learn your lesson, right? I feel like most things you can learn your lesson from. But the fact that even after time, he was trying to get back to the bike jumps. Hey, I'm really sorry for stealing everything, but it wasn't secured. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize that it was cool to just steal stuff if they didn't bolt it down. Hey, man, I'm sorry for stealing your car, but I hotwired it. You should have prevented me from doing that. What really got him like not back in with everybody in terms of being best friends, but allowed him to just come hang out at the bike jumps again was eventually he bought a much nicer shovel, like a, a fiberglass shovel with a much lighter handle that made things better. And he gifted it to the bike jump and said, just leave it there. And if anyone takes it, then they take it. And after that, they were like, all right, you can hang out at the bike jump again, just because they figured he had probably learned his lesson by that point. But yeah, I don't know the dude's deal. He was like, I'm just going to steal everything today. Straight up kleptomaniac level stuff. And uh, that's the first story that I got for y'all today. Don't worry. There's more. No more short videos around here, ladies and gents. But if you enjoyed the first one, go ahead and smack that like button for me. Before we get into the next video, though, on screen now is a gift card code. I give one of these away in every video. Uh, just to say thank you to you guys for subscribing, turning on notifications. So if you haven't already, you should. If you already do that, you're a legend. And on that note, I'll shut up and get back to the video. Thanks. All right, so this next one is just straight up crazy neighbor behavior. There was this guy who lived next to this guy's house, right? And he lived by himself. And for whatever reason, he was just a very angry man. Everything pissed him off. There was always something that he could yell at everybody else for. Just one of those guys which absolutely suck to live near. And one day, for whatever reason, he never used his front yard, but this particular day, he brought out like an absolutely massive speaker and just started blasting music. And it was the middle of the day, so no one really said anything. He was playing some like weird country screamo fusion, which does not sound like a good blend of genres. But he kept playing it well into the night. And at around like 9.30 p.m., not the person who sent this to me, but another one of the neighbors goes outside. And this particular guy had like kids. So I'm sure they're trying to sleep and they can't because someone's blasting country screamo outside. And he walks over to the guy and he's like, listen, dude, everyone's trying to sleep. We've let you play the music all day with no issue. Is there any way that you can just turn it down? And he only knows all this because like the neighbor who went to confront the guy told everyone about it after an immediate the guy blasting the music gets super defensive off rip which I always love when the person who's just clearly in the wrong gets super defensive if you're blasting music so loud at 11 p.m. in a neighborhood that people can't sleep you are in the wrong like it doesn't matter what the music is why you're playing it that's annoying everyone else has got to go to work in the morning and you're preventing them from getting sleep but he starts going off on this guy being like this is America I can do what I want Freedom tells me that I can play music as loud as I can for as long as I can, which is not how the law works. There's actually lots of laws like noise ordinances and a lot of things about like quiet hours in certain places. So this guy just doesn't know what he's talking about. But the guy who came over to nicely ask him to turn it off is now pissed off and he's like, turn it off or I'm going to turn it off for you. And the guy blasting the country screamo music, I'm going to assume he looked the way that like Mountain Dew smells, you know, I think that's probably a pretty like on point description just keeps being like no I'm gonna listen to my screamo country as loud as I want as late as I want and finally the guy who had come over to ask him to turn it down 
reaches over and just unplugs the speaker. Greatest idea in the world to start grabbing a very angry person's stuff? Maybe not, but at the same time, this guy probably deserves to have his speaker unplugged. Like, what else are you gonna do in this situation if the person's just being blatantly, insanely unreasonable? And so he, like, reaches back to hit him, and the guy says, if you hit me, I'm gonna call the cops, and you're gonna get in trouble for the noise and the music and hitting me. And the guy's like, fine, I won't hit you, and he goes into the house, and this guy starts going back to his house to go inside. And he hears the front door fly open on the other guy's behalf, like the ramp of uh, him coming back out. And he turns around, and now Country Music Boy is coming over to his house with a baseball bat. And he doesn't know what this guy's about to do with the baseball bat, but he doesn't want to stick around and find out. So he yells to stay away and he goes inside. And he pulls up his phone because he's got like security cameras that kind of look out over the driveway. I think everybody knows that angle that I'm talking about. Like if your house has a security camera, it's the angle. And the guy, realizing that he's gone inside, walks up to the dude's car, takes the baseball bat, and just smacks the rear view mirrors off of his car. Like a straight up over the top beheading level move, just boom smacks it off the car, and so he comes back outside. Not a good idea if someone's attacking your car with a baseball bat, in my opinion. At that point, probably wait and contact somebody. But he walks back out and says, now you gotta pay for it. And he's like, I'm not gonna pay for anything, you're an idiot. And the guy once again mentions the cops. Like, I'm gonna call the cops, now you're attacking my car. And the guy immediately drops the baseball bat and is like, no, 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 don't do that. I'll call my mom, I'll call my mom. And he's like, screw calling your mom, man. You just beat my car with a baseball bat. And he's like, just let me call my mom. So he calls his mom and he's like, she's on the way. And for whatever reason, this guy's like, all right, let's wait and see what happens here. And this car pulls up at like 11.45 at night. This lady jumps out, dressed to the nines, looking very classy, the exact opposite of her son, walks up to the guy and is like, are you the neighbor that my son attacked with the baseball bat? And he says yes, and she's like, I'm sorry about my son. He'll grow up one day and hands him $1,000 for the damages. And the guy's like, what do you mean he'll grow up one day? How old is your son? And the mom looks at him and like unashamedly goes, 39, but he's got room to grow. 39 and he's got room to grow? At 39, he's got anger issues that he has to take out on his neighbor's cars with a baseball bat? I think you need to get your kid out of the house by himself and into somewhere where they can help him figure that out. But whatever, after that, she just gets back in the car and drives away. And at the same time, I guess if he's 39, is it really, like, are you still parenting at that point or are you just kind of in damage control mode? If it's this much of a disaster and he's 40, I don't really know what the turnaround ratio is. The guy was super confused confused though, goes back inside, and after that, Mr. Country Music Boy just completely ignored him, never made eye contact, just didn't play music anymore. It was like that was his lesson. And on top of that, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This guy who had had his car attacked went and told everybody in the neighborhood so everyone was kind of way more guarded around baseball bat guy. And I think he kind of realized that like it was best to just keep laying low rather than creating problems because now he had a reputation for just smacking cars with baseball bats. Very not thought out situation either. Obviously if you're blasting music at like 11 at night in a neighborhood, people are going to come get mad at you and ask you to turn it off. I don't really know what he expected to happen. For whatever reason, I feel like ever since 2020, 
2020, there's just more people that go around like looking for trouble, you know? I feel like that's this is one of those situations. He wanted someone to get pissed off because he wanted to smack a car with a baseball bat. Like that is the vibe of how all this went down. All right, this next one is very entertaining as well. This person who sent this into me works at a game store, like a video game store, but it's not a chain. It's not a large one. It's more of like a mom and pop situation. And this guy comes in and immediately starts acting like very entitled, very, I'm smarter than everyone in the room. But he's just saying things that are factually wrong. Like he's using technological buzzwords to explain why the new consoles suck. And the person who sent this into me is a PC gamer. Like they're not the type of person that's going to sit there and pretend that consoles are the same thing. But there's a reason consoles exist. Not everyone wants to pay for a gaming PC. Not everyone can afford a gaming PC. Not everyone's that into gaming. Maybe some people just want to plug something in and play a video game. They don't want to deal with the rest of it. But he's kind of bashing on everything, talking about how like PC gaming is so much better. And then he turns to the guy and asks if they sell PC parts. And it's a pretty small store and there's no PC parts out. So it should have been obvious. But he tells the guy like, nope, we don't sell anything like that. I'm sorry. And he starts going off on this worker about how the company is idiotic and he's an idiot for not selling PC parts because it's the future of gaming and everyone should be a PC gamer. And he's like not trying to interrupt him and call him a moron because it is a customer. He doesn't know if he's going to buy something or not. But he's also thinking to himself like this place has been in business for a long time doing things this way. It's not that it can't improve. They're just not in an area where people are walking in wanting to spend multiple thousand dollars on like gaming PCs. Most of the money the store makes comes from used games game sales. That's what they make their bread and butter on. But this guy's going off about how they're idiots for not selling expensive PC parts. And he gets to the end of his rant and he's like, and what do you have to say about that? And he looks at the guy and just says, okay, bro, because he doesn't know what else to say. He just wants this guy to get out. He's not here to like debate whether or not the store should have PC parts. He's here to sell video games and get paid. It's not his store. He doesn't own it. It'd be like if you worked at a grocery store and someone walks up to you and starts explaining the logistics of how the bananas are displayed. And you're like, I don't care. I get paid by the hour. I have no control over this. If it upsets you that much, write a strongly worded letter or something. And then he starts going off about how the word bro makes him know that he's dealing with someone who's an idiot because only uneducated people use the word bro. I feel like that may have been the case way back in the day. Not even the case. Like, I feel like old people used to think that way. You guys get what I'm saying. Like, I could understand that attitude in the 50s, maybe. Not even. It's still stupid. I'm not saying it was right, but that's the type of time you would have expected it. But I could never imagine looking at someone in the year 2022 and being like, did you just say bro? It's just such a common word in our language now. I don't even think you can really get mad at someone for saying it. And so he's on this rant about how the word bro is stupid and anyone who uses the word bro is a bit of an idiot. And he gets to the end and once again goes, and what do you think about that? And the worker looks at the guy and says, okay, bro, once again. And at that point, he's turning beet red, almost like a literal tomato. And he's just seething. Like you can see the anger. The steam's about to start pouring out of his ears. I will never shop here again. You've lost a customer. I love video games. I would have spent a lot of money here and he cuts him off before he can get into that other rant and he goes hey man I thought you played PC we don't sell PC stuff so you wouldn't have been able to spend a lot of money here have a good day though and the guy's taken aback that he
he didn't let him like get to the end of his evil villain speech and he starts trying to talk again and the employee cuts him off and goes bro i don't care and the guy's like i'm leaving but i will be leaving a negative review based on this experience and he was like all right man go for it feel free my name and he told the guy his name and said mention it in the review and sure enough he did not leave a review i wonder if he got in the car and was like oh yep i was the idiot there who made things very uncomfortable but he did leave after that i don't know why people go to stores and start trying to argue with the employees that have nothing to do with how the store is operated like they start trying to barter with the guy at walmart like oh yeah he's in charge of the price of cereal here Either way, it was a very, like, weird experience, and that doesn't happen a lot. Working at a game store, he's like, 99% of the customers, super chill, just want to talk about video games, but every now and then, someone wants to come in and have, like, a philosophical debate about which console's better, and he's like, I don't care, man, just buy one. So this next one is funny. Um, so the guy who sent this in to me works at a marketing firm, and he doesn't have some, like, super insane, glamorous job. He really likes it, though, and he has fun. He just works the front desk, and, like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? The thing is, whenever there's a very angry customer that comes in, he's usually the first line of defense, if that makes sense. Like, all the anger usually gets directed at this guy. And this older man comes in one day, and it just so happened that in this, like, building, they're next to a law office, and he comes in looking pissed, and he's like... I'm late for my appointment with my attorney. And he tells him, hey, we're not a law firm. I think you're looking for the place next door. And the old man doesn't even look up to make eye contact with him when he's trying to talk to him. He is just going off about how he's been here dozens of times and he doesn't need to be condescended to by some lowly front desk agent. Like, dude, what are you going after this guy's throat for for no reason? Not to mention, you kind of need a front desk agent. Like, if you're going to have some huge firm, you need someone to do that job. I don't know why you're coming for his throat if he's the guy that can help you get to your appointment. But whatever, he starts going off about how, like, this front desk agent's lying to him to deceive him to make him late for his appointment so he can get charged a late fee. And the guy working the front desk is like, what are you talking about, dude? You just walked in, you're coming in hot, you're pissed off, you're not in a law firm. I don't know why you keep saying that. I know this is a law firm. I've been here dozens of times. You think I don't know where my lawyer's office is? And he finally, like, yells at the guy. What office are you looking for? And the old man angrily is like, I'm looking for blank and blank. You know how the law firms do blah, 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 and blah, 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 usually for their name. It's like the most boring naming system ever. Seriously, it's the least creative thing to do. Just put your last names together and put and in the middle. Not like superhero awesome man law. I'm not saying that's a great name, but it's definitely a step up than like Johnson and Poophead, like whatever the other dude's last name is. And in front of this guy's desk was like this huge display with the marketing company's logo and he's like do you see that does it say their names there and the old man finally realizes that he's in the wrong building and if I was the old man in this situation my embarrassment would be so strong that I would probably like just collapse from the cringe I've induced on myself and literally become a black hole but he starts getting more angry at the front desk guy now for being like well why did it take you so long to explain that to me dude he was trying to tell you but you're screaming over him so loudly that there's no opportunity for him to actually tell you and even then if you would have listened for a second he kept saying you're in the wrong location but the old man storms out all pissed off but before he leaves he's like you're lucky if you don't hear from my lawyer for this incident if I get charged a late fee then I'm coming to charge you and he storms out and about half an hour later he sees him like angrily walk by the door again and out and then he sees one of the lawyers from the office next door walk in and he's like hey I just wanted to let you know that that guy is really mad and when I asked him what happened and he explained 
explained, we told him that like, oh, it's just not our office. And he's genuinely looking into like suing you guys. And the guy at the front desk is like, for what? And the lawyer says, that's what we told him. There's nothing to sue you guys for. But in his mind, somehow there's like some dots to connect where he can sue you guys for what happened. Imagine being that entitled, bro. You're like, someone didn't have the ability to scream over me at me to make me understand my mistake. So now, therefore, I'm going to sue him. I guess his argument to the lawyers was that his time is really valuable as a business owner. So the fact that they wasted his time, he should be compensated for it. You don't get compensated because you're wrong. Like, that's just not how it works. Maybe look at the door before you walk in. Look at the desk. I don't know. Literally anything that you could have done to prevent this. And even then, bro, like not being embarrassed, not being embarrassed after that. You're screaming at somebody for you being in the wrong office. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to sue them because they messed up somehow. All right, Mr. Entitled Boy. And the last one I've got for you guys today. So the person who sent this in to me was at a public library, right? They were going to get this book. It was like the only place that they could find it. It was for a class thing. They didn't want to buy it. So they're at the library and it like happened to be in the section where the desktops are. And obviously there was a bunch of older people using the desktops. I feel like those are the people that use library computers. And so one of the older guys who's using the desktop stands up and loudly just yells, my girlfriend was scamming me. And even if he didn't yell it super loud, you're in a library. So everything else is insanely quiet. You don't have to be screaming for everyone to hear exactly what you're saying. And the computer aid librarian person goes over to talk to the old man and they're like, wait, what happened? And he's not screaming, but because the library is so quiet, everyone can hear what he's saying. And he starts explaining to the librarian that for the past few months, He's been dating this supermodel from overseas and they've gotten really close and they've fallen in love and she was going to come over and they were going to get married. But when she went to leave, her country arrested her and it was going to cost $50,000 for her to get bail to come to America to marry him. And of course, because he was so madly in love, he sent the money. And obviously I feel horrible for the guy. Like, I, I don't want anyone to lose their life savings. It's awful for anyone to get scammed. But in the year 2022, are we really still falling for this stuff, man? And so the librarian is like, wow, that's awful. You probably want to contact the police. And he's like, well, no, can't you just reverse it? And he's just looking at the librarian, expecting them to do something. And the librarian is like, you want me to reverse a wire transfer? And he's like, yeah, just like hit the back button. And he has to explain to this guy that that's not really how this works. And odds are that his girlfriend actually never existed in the first place. And it was just someone somebody had made up to try to get money from him. And when he starts trying to explain that to the guy, the guy just goes full like uh, ostrich mode and puts his head in the sand and is like, nope, no way. That did not happen. I know I was dating a supermodel from overseas. I know that her government trapped her for 50 grand. I just don't know why she won't respond to me now and has blocked me on everything. Well, yeah, probably because it's all a scam. But he starts trying to delude himself into thinking that like, no, she's probably just arrested somewhere. There's no way she would scam me. He's the guy who yelled out she's scamming me in the first place. So it's like his brain registered it. But then once it started registering it, it was like, no, we're not going to admit this to ourselves. We're going to go into full denial mode. So whatever. He's kind of freaking out saying that like she didn't scam him and uh, she's definitely still in trouble. So 
he needs to either get the money back so he can fly over there and help himself, or he's going to be really mad at the librarian. And the librarian just has to tell this guy, like, there's literally nothing I can do. I cannot do anything if you wire transferred somebody money. Like, there's not much that the librarian can do. They're not a fraud protection expert. And the guy is like, you have all these books around and you don't know how to help me? No, I don't think there's a book in the library called, like, How to Undo Wire Transfers. And if you would have read a couple books, you probably would have realized that this was a scam. I feel bad for the guy, but like, this is the most scammy scam of all scams. But uh, the person who sent this in to me didn't spend a whole lot more time there. They ended up splitting pretty quickly after that, so they didn't get the rest of the tea. But I, I just can't believe that in the year 2022, people have not heard of internet scams. They make like PSAs for them, bro. Come on. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. This one was over 30 minutes, so if you appreciate that, be sure to press the like button let me know what you thought in the comments section down below if you don't know what to comment go ahead and comment christmas if you're hyped for the 12 days of scrubs i'd appreciate it and if you like listening to the story times but you'd rather listen offline whatever floats your boat i do post these as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or you can check out the playlist that i have on the channel if you want to like catch up you haven't seen the rest of the videos but uh yeah on that note guys i think that'll really do it don't get anyone pregnant if you do make sure they're hot and i'll see you guys next time i'm out peace